everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like Sam. I am your host, Sam. Thanks for tuning in today. It's another uh, fantasy football slash NFL episode. We're going to be talking a little recap of week three of the NFL season. We're all going over some of the surprises of fantasy football so far. The good, the bad, and the ugly. As well as uh, giving you my pick for my suicide pool for week four. If you're in one of those, I can't remember the better term for it, but if you're in a suicide pool, I have some options for you. It's a tough week going into week four. Got some tough matchups, so hopefully these picks work out. Should be a, another superb episode. If you haven't already, go subscribe to Sounds Like Sam on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Make sure you leave a review, you rate the show. Really appreciate it. You can also follow me on Sounds Like Sam Pod on Instagram and on YouTube. Sounds Like Sam. Alrighty, so... Let's just get started. Uh, week three, quick recap. I mean, the biggest thing that you probably heard that's been all over the news was either the <laughs> that Taylor Swift was at the Kansas City Chiefs game and leaving with Travis Kelsey, or that the Dolphins whooped the Denver Broncos seventy to twenty, and basically could have scored an NFL record but chose not to. Uh, those are the biggest headlines, in my opinion. Um, Steelers won. That was big. Green Bay Packers came back and won. That was big. There were a couple guys who had really big games. I think the Minnesota Vikings-Chargers game was super exciting. It came down to the wire. It was really back and forth. Uh, the wide receivers in that game put up monster numbers, specifically Keenan Allen. Uh, he had 200 yards receiving and, like, I think 19 receptions. And then Justin Jefferson, as usual, coming in with, like, 150 yards and over 10 receptions, so he balled out again, like usual. <laughs> those, I think those were like the biggest things, maybe the, the biggest upset was probably Houston. They have a history of beating the Jaguars. Jaguars have a history of losing to the Houston Texans, which doesn't make any sense. In the Monday Night Football game, it was a rematch of the Super Bowl of, of the Super Bowl 56, Bengals versus Rams. This time, Bengals come out on top and beat the Rams. And uh, I'll, I'll um, rant about that for a minute, too. You know what? I'll, I'll just go into it really quickly. I feel like in going over the Monday Night Football game, uh, there were some things that I think everybody was expecting to see from both the Bengals and the Rams. Bengals side, you were looking for just any offensive improvement, uh, just any rhythm, anything to get the, their, their offense going, specifically guys like Jamar Chase, getting him more involved, uh, getting a run game more involved, not seeing Joe Burrow get sacked like a million times. I think those are all goals of the the Bengals, and they followed through for the most part. Uh, T. Higgins had a, a bust game. Joe Burrow didn't really play well, but Jamar Chase had a really great game. I mean, he had like 13 receptions over 130 yards. So he, he, he played really well for the first time this season. And uh, you started to see the offense get going, which was good. Uh, the, the thing from the Rams that I was expecting, at least, was for them to continue to go to Puka Nakua. And I'm being completely honest. they I mean, they did that at the beginning, and it was really the right move. He's making really difficult catches all over the field. Made a really good one-handed bobble catch. was I mean, it was a really good catch. And kind of poorly thrown by Matthew Stafford. And then there was another kind of poorly thrown ball by Matthew Stafford to Puka. 
and he was still able to get it. It was like a sliding catch, uh, but very difficult, very uh, great catch by Puka. To me, what I didn't understand about going into the second half was why wasn't he going to him more than I, this? Okay, it has a little bit to do with me because I was hoping to get more points from him, obviously, because I did have him starting in two of my leagues. But, I mean, he he's literally averaging like over eight yards a, a catch. So, and he's he's been having, he had 10 plus receptions in each of his first two games with over uh, 100 yards in both of his first two games. This game, he only had four catches for like 40 yards. Actually, I think that's not true. I think he had like 80, but it felt like 40. And... There was like the whole third quarter really didn't get him involved. They were going to two two more because he's like their explosive player, which I do get he is. But there were some points where there were there were drives where the, he didn't even target him. He didn't look at him. I mean, maybe it was the coverage was really good, but Puka was covered like the entire game. So and the other two games too, like he was really their main focus. I don't know why they strayed away from it. I think it was a just a bad decision on their offensive scheme wise because he's. I mean. He's basically been free offense for them. So I really just don't understand why they weren't going to him more. He only had like, I think seven targets. And I think he could have just done a better job. They could have done a better job getting into him. Maybe there was something going on where he wasn't doing something right. And, you know, he's making rookie mistakes on, on plays where maybe there was just nothing open. And he didn't really, you know, get open for Matthew. Maybe that's the case. Maybe... Matthew just wasn't happy with him. That's why he wasn't looking for him. But just didn't really make much sense why they weren't looking to him because he was a difference maker for them. Uh, I also would just like to see him get a touchdown for a reward for his good work. But So that's my little Monday Night Football rant. Um, next segment is going to be surprise of the season so far. The good, the bad, the ugly. The good. Kirk Cousins is balling out right now. Right now he's the number one fantasy football quarterback for for a lot of people. I mean, Tua, probably number two. And these are both guys that you can get late. And uh, if you if you paired them, I mean, if you paired them up, stacked them with their wide receiver one, which for Kirk was Justin Jefferson, for Tua was Tyreek Hill. If you were able to do that, you made a great decision. Uh, that's what uh, we were able to do in my uh, big money league that I'm in, Friends of Frats. And that was a great move. I I really liked that pick. And it really just shows that later quarterbacks, you do get value from them. It's, it's I mean, it's harder to, to come by, I think. And next year, they'll both probably move up a fair amount. But for most for, for me, at least, we were able to get Kirk Cousins, I think, in the 8th or ninth round, which is a complete steal. Tua probably could have gone him in, this, in the, about the same round. So to be able to get him and to for them to have a lot of production on their offense, uh, throwing the ball wise, that's really good. Uh, I will say though that uh, probably as a, a team, they're not very happy internally just because they're not winning. And uh, last year they won a bunch of games that were one score games. They won and they did a really good job of that. This year they haven't been so lucky. They they're zero three to start the season. They really need to to get a win for their team. Uh, to make it all worth it, but fantasy-wise, he's killing it. Fantasy-wise, both Kirk and Justin Jefferson. So that's the good news. The bad news, Najee Harris, if you drafted him fourth, fifth, third round, 
he's been a bust so far. And to be completely honest, I don't know if it's really going to change anytime soon. Your best bet is that hopefully after the second half of the season, maybe they they get a little bit more chemistry, maybe after the bye week. But they just don't really seem to be running the ball. They seem to be throwing the ball more. He's not in the passing game as much. Jalen Warren has been better. And to be completely honest, Jalen Warren's looked like the better back for them. I mean, I don't want to see Najee traded, but that might be something that they'd have to do, unfortunately. Yeah, he's been a bust so far. That's been the bad. The ugly has been any team going against the Miami Dolphins offense so far. Uh, I mean, just this week, they had two guys who who combined for eight rushing touchdowns, or eight touchdowns for the team, which were uh, uh, Devon A-Chain and uh, Raheem Moster. that's the name. So, uh, Devon A-Chain and Raheem Moster have been murdering it the last two weeks. Can't really ask for anything better than that. And uh, then plus, that that's just running the ball. I mean, literally, Devon A-Chain is literally averaging like 10 yards a carry or more. Raheem Mostert's averaging like 6 yards a carry and he's getting a lot of touchdowns. So he's th- these both are guys that you should be starting this week and, and moving forward. Really until they show you that they can't do it. Then uh, That's been the ugly for people going against them in both fantasy and just normal NFL teams. Yeah, so that was my good, bad, the ugly for this week. Maybe I'll make that a new segment moving forward. So ne- my next segment was going to be my suicide pool pick. If you're in one of these, um, there's a lot of tough matchups this week. I mean, you got uh, Bills versus Miami. Uh, well, it was like Browns versus Ravens. Steelers versus Houston. They're they're tougher matchups than you'd like to see if you're in a suicide pool. Like I feel I I just felt like looking at it. I mean, obviously, I think you know the Bears are a team that would probably lose it this week. The Houston Texans probably have a good chance to lose but even then like they just be a Jaguars team that I thought was much better than they actually are so I just think it's it's a lot more even this week so on my pick was Cleveland Browns over the Ravens and my thought process was on that Ravens just lost to who they lose to they, they lost to somebody this weekend if I'm being honest that the Browns defense looks very very good they held Derrick Henry and the Titans to almost nothing um, I mean, Derrick Henry didn't even have 30 yards, and I don't even think Ryan Tannehill had over 200 yards passing, so they really kept the Titans' offense at bay, and I think those, I mean, I think they both utilized the run game very much and very heavily in their offenses, and I just liked what the Browns have shown. I mean, Deshaun Watson's been recently connecting really well with his receivers, Amari Cooper, um, so that's been nice to see, and I just... I just think they'll outperform them. It's a game at home, so I like that pick. Uh, waiver wire ads that, I mean, if they're still somehow available, I would go after these guys. Uh, Miami Dolphins running back, Devon A. Chain. Houston wide receiver, Tank Dell. Carolina receiver, Adam Thielen. Brandon Aubrey, the Dallas Cowboys kicker for defensive streamers. I like the, C- the Seattle Seahawks this week. Tight ends, if Sam Laporte is still out there, which he is, I'd definitely go after him. And then quarterback-wise, C.J. Stroud, I'd go after him. I'd also consider Kenny Pickett. Yeah, those are my waiver wire ads. That's really the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out. If you haven't already, go subscribe to my podcast, Sounds Like Sam. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, 
have a good uh, last three weeks.